So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. All right, Rockstar Nation, I have a super guest, a special guest that I've got here on purpose for you. Coming in to a new year already, 2019 is around the corner, and every year that I was in real estate, I set massive goals, tons of them. I still do a little bit different goals now than I did when I was in the biz selling X amount of houses, but Rod Khalif is a expert on goal setting, and we are going to dig deep into what real estate agents should be doing to set the proper goals, to set them the right way, and most importantly, to achieve said goals. So this year coming up is going to be your year for actually checking the box on all of your goals. So without further ado, Rod, uh, welcome back to Real Estate Rockstars, brother. It's been a while. You're at 357, so we have doubled that since you came here last, and uh, I really appreciate you coming back because I know you're running uh, really busy. Uh, You have no idea. We're going to have a great time, Pat. Thank you for having me on the show, my friend. This will be a lot of fun. Rod, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself so they get to know you better? Sure, sure, sure. So, you know, I immigrated to this country when I was six years old from Holland uh, with my brother Albert and my mother's Vancha, and we um, ended up uh, in Denver, Colorado, where I lived for 30 years. And we didn't have much money. In fact, you know, I wore clothes from the Goodwill all the way through junior high school. Uh, you know, we ate expired food. My mom, you know, bought powdered milk because that's all we could afford. And, you know, but, but we had love and, but the thing, the thing that was inspiring for me was my mom's work ethic. She babysat kids so that we'd have enough money to eat. And when I was, and, and what got me turned on to real estate was when I was 14, she bought the house across the street from us for $30,000. But when I was 17, she told me that it had gone up $20,000. She'd made $20,000 in her sleep. And so I decided I'm getting into real estate. I'm like, What? You made 20 grand, you didn't do anything. And so I got into real estate when I turned 18. I got, actually got my broker's license when I turned 18, which is very unusual because in Denver at the time, you could get your broker's license just with education. You know, now you have to have experience and work as an agent for a while, but I was actually a broker right after I turned 18. But, you know, my dreams of killing it in real estate uh, didn't materialize the first year or two. The first year I made like eight grand and I put a bus bench down at the end of the street with my picture on it, which didn't be good. All it did was make my mom proud. Saved a photo of that bus. Oh, it's it's horrendous, man. I got a helmet head going on. You know, back then you had the big hair. It was. You got to email me that. I, I, I want to put know, on your album cover for this episode. I got to find it. I got to find it. You know, and I got the little matches with the helmet head on them too. And but but anyway, a so a little match match boxes actually. Oh, you- Wow, yeah, yeah. you bought matchboxes for cigarette oh, yeah. smokers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put your I, face on them and said, "Call Rod for for your real estate." Yeah, oh yeah, it was it was pathetic. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I made like eight grand my first year. I made ten grand approximately my second year, but my third year I made over a hundred grand, which was back in '81 was a decent chunk of change for a you know mm-hmm. a twenty-one year old. And so, so what happened between year two and year three? Well, what happened was. 
I met a guy that helped me realize that it's not about your technical experience. It's about your mindset and your psychology. It's your attitude. And, and you know, now I've spent 20 years following Tony Robbins around the planet. And he talks about how 20% is the technical ability. 80% is your psychology. Your success in anything is 80 to 90% your mindset and your psychology. So I, I worked for this guy and he helped ramp my, you know, ramped my psychology. Now, fast forward to today, I've owned over 2,000 houses, multiple apartment complexes in three states, all that I've rented long-term, you know, and, but there's a punchline. So in 2006, in 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. Okay, wait, wait, which, wait, 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 in one year? In one year, my net okay, worth so went up 17 million bucks. And if you want to do the math on that, that's like $8,300 an hour on a 40-hour work week. And of course, I did. And, you know, whenever you... you well, you, wait a minute. Let me slow you down a little bit, okay. Rod. Because um, so, I remember this time. I actually remember talking to a friend of mine, Jim Fischetti, and was telling me the same thing. I don't know why I remember this conversation, but he's like, Pat, you know, and he didn't even have that many rentals. I, I think he had maybe 20 to 30 rentals, which is a decent amount. But he was like, dude, I'm making like over $100,000 a month in appreciation, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know. I had, eight, I had 800 houses and I had multiple apartment complexes. And, and my net worth went up a real $17 million, real. And of course, when that happens, you get a big head. I thought I was a real estate god. You know, I could barely fit my head through a door. But, and when that happens. <laughs> But let me let me uh, let me ask you this. I hope you don't mind me interrupting you because no, sorry. it's very pertinent to goal setting. Because the same thing happened to me at a certain point in my goal setting career, in my in my history of goal setting, and that is uh, my question to you: When you set goals in two thousand and five, did you set a goal to be worth seventeen million more, or was your goal to like increase your net worth by you know five? You know, no, my goals, my, my goals were based on my action, not, not this, not, not the, the market, not the environment, not the market. No, nobody had a clue it was going to go up like that. But there's a punchline. The punchline's coming. But the point is, I got a big head. And you know, when, when, when you get a big head and it's all about rod, 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 God or the universe or whatever you believe will give you a smackdown. Well, that was 2008. Okay. <laughs> and I crashed and burned in 2008. And I lost $50 million, real money. Okay. And, and the reason being, and I'll share it because I know- In equity? Yeah. In equity. No, no. I lost everything. Okay. It all imploded. Now, here's why. Because I know your listeners are real estate agents, so they're going to wonder why. Well, the reason why is I had 800 houses, but they were two, two hours north of me and two hours south of me and everywhere in between. So, let me give you some scenarios. And first, that coupled with the fact that that taxes and insurance in Florida are real high because we have no state in income tax. So taxes are high. Insurance was high because we're on the coast. I had wind and flood insurance. So that both those things greatly impacted my cash flow. And but you the were buying these all in to 2008, correct? No, 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 no. I'd bought these for, for shoot, 15 years prior to that. Okay. I'd been buying for a long time. I was at a 30% loan to value. Okay. 30%. Yeah, a lot of people would listen to this and be like, this doesn't make any logical sense. Right, right. Let me explain. Let me explain all right. why. All right. Sorry, sorry. No, it's all right. You know, so let me give you an example. So I had some apartment complexes. And if something happened, if I had a maintenance call at, at an apartment complex, I'd send a maintenance guy. There'd be a, there'd be a room with parts in it. And they'd be in and out of there in an hour. Okay. Now, if I send somebody to a house that's two hours away, say it, it takes them an hour to drive there. 
they have to do, they have to get there to see what's wrong. Every house is different. Every house has different plumbing parts, uh, appliances, HVAC, hot water heaters. Everything's different. The doors are different. The windows are different. So he'd have to go see what was wrong. Go to Home Depot or Lowe's, which could be thirty minutes or, or an hour away. Come back, work on it, and very you know you know how it is when you get into something, you realize you missed something or you need something else. You got to go back and. And what would take 30 minutes to an hour in an apartment complex would take all day in a home. And you multiply that times 800. And I'm just telling you, that's why I didn't quite cash flow because I, I, of the logistics of it. Now I'm, And that's why I started my podcast to tell people, if you're going to buy and hold, do multifamily because it's safer. It's, 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 you can scale faster. But, you know, I'm not against buying single family to hold. I would just say don't ever do it like I did. If you're going to do it, make sure they're geographically um, close to each other so that it's, it's logistically more feasible. So, so, so wait a minute. Do you, do you think that the reason that you lost $50 million was because your handyman had to drive a couple of hours every time he had to fix something? It, it or was, what getting with this? That was one of the big reasons. Now, my, my portfolio was CC minus properties. And... Here in Florida, a lot of my tenants were in the construction business or they were in retail or they were in businesses that got crushed in 2008. There was no construction going on. So they wouldn't pay, they would leave, they would move in together. And so it was, it was a perfect storm. It was, it was all of these things. People it was the stopped tax. paying you rent. Oh, sure. If, they, if they're not making any money, you know, it's again- like it's What percentage of the 800 homes? Do you uh, have, like how many? 300 I, stopped paying I, rent? It was it was brutal. I don't remember anymore. I try not to think about it. Did, anymore. did it just become like like you couldn't handle it? Like no, it was like, it was it was come to the point where I was feeding it. But but what happened? This is this was the tipping point for me, and and it was a mistake when I look back on it. But what happened was I went from thirty percent loan to value to upside down. Okay, I don't see that's how that could happen. Like, well, like, I'm just telling you that's how far my portfolio fell. So it went from. From, from 30% loan to value to upside down. I was negative equity. So that coupled with the fact that I was feeding, I was like, screw this. And I, I stopped. I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to- You were feeding them, yeah. meaning like- I had to pay every one month. giant loan on 800 houses? I had, I had multiple giant loans. And what's really sucks is I had cross-collateralized my apartment complexes with packages of houses. So the whole thing, the whole thing just imploded. And, you know, and-, and I mean, let's just listen. There's a silver lining in everything. If well, wait, let's finish this story, and then you just then you at one point. How long did it take for you to be like, I give up, and then just it was let in '09. It was in '09. It was in early '09, late. 2008. I'm like, I can't hold on to this anymore. I can't borrow money. I can't sell anything. And it was, it was a forced thing, right? It wasn't like you sat there and contemplating. It was like, no, no, no. I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. You know, and I was living large. I had all the toys, the Lamborghinis, the extra home in Miami. You know, I was single. You know, it was like, you know, I was, you know, I wasn't paying attention to it either. And my only thing that makes me feel good about myself is the fact that countries went bankrupt in 08. It wasn't just poor Rod. But and so what happened? So you, you lost uh, your Miami home. You lost your Lamborghini. Did you I got, it, it all, well, I actually wrecked the Lamborghini, but that's another story. But, but, <laughs> but, but, the, but the point is, is, is I, didn't, you know, I didn't have my eye on the ball. I'm not sure it would have made a difference because I, I truly believe that 80 million baby boomers getting old and getting cold, we're going to keep Florida recession proof. Well, <laughs> boy, was I wrong. I mean, we were ground 
zero, you know, between us and Vegas and parts of California. I mean, we were ground zero for well, what that. happens to that. Yeah, I mean, people don't understand that because there's a lot of markets now and people come on the show and be like, man, this market was tertiary market, let's say, right? Most people don't never heard of is in the path of growth, right? Mm -hmm. Stuff is coming there. New hospitals being built. You know, uh, the Navy's building this here. Da -da 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 -da. I mean, you know, I hear a lot of that, right? I hear a lot of that. And you were hearing that with Florida, right? And that the oh, 80 sure. million yeah. baby boomers are coming. Everybody's moving there. So what advice do you have to people that, well, that hear a lot of that hype? Well, listen, you know, it's funny. I, I interview big multifamily syndicators on my show, but it's like crazy. You can set your watch to it. If, if they own over a thousand units, almost 90% of them started buying in 09, 10, and 11 after the crash, okay? So the point is, and a lot of these guys have not gone through a big pullback. So as an aside, let me say this to you. If you think it's not gonna, that we're not going to have a correction, you are delusional, okay? This real estate goes through cycles. I'll give you an example of a cycle I went through in Denver way before 08. It was the late 80s. I bought this house for 57000 I actually flipped it for like 75, 80 grand. I bought that same house back a year and a half later for $18,000, okay? Then, and just to tell you how, how these cycles work, a few years later, I sold it for one sixty, And I did that with a couple houses that, that I'd actually sold and bought back. So the point in this is real estate goes through cycles. And it's nothing to be afraid of because with crisis comes opportunity, but it's something to be aware of. And so, you know, as it relates to being in real estate sales, you know, there's going to be opportunities when it happens. The, 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 the agents that crushed it in that time were the ones that did short sales, were the ones that, that, that helped, you know, did bank REO properties, were the ones that, that weren't afraid of it. They were in the, in the lower priced properties maybe, you know. But so again, it's nothing to be afraid of, but to think it's not going to happen is delusional. And, you know, I tell my listeners on my show and, and I try to tell these guys in my, in my mastermind and we talk about, you know, the importance of stress testing a deal. I mean, what's going to happen if the rents pull back? What's going to happen if you're 15% vacant? Are you still going to be able to cover the nut? You know, are you still going to be able to make your mortgage payment? So, yeah. So, so like what, so let, let's look at this in, in realistic sense. I want to, I want to look at it from an investment sense, but I also want to look at it from a real estate agent sense because sure. the majority of our listeners are real estate agents. Right. Like, like what do you recommend there if they're nut, right, is at a hundred percent, Right, and they're and they're making a hundred percent. So let's just say hmm, they make ten grand a month and they spend ten grand a month, or they spend eight grand a month and they pay two in taxes or whatever. What do you recommend they make sure the stress test? I was talking about limited. acquiring. I was talking about when you're evaluating real estate to yeah, buy. Yeah, but it, it still holds the same for people yeah. in their personal lives. No, no question. And and ideally, I would be looking at. You know, maybe investing in, in some property, having some, some non-commission related income coming in. And I, I hate to say it because, you know, I, I was a real estate broker. And, but if I didn't work, I didn't make any money. And so my advice is ideally buy some assets that make you money, have some investments that make you money. And God, you're in real estate for God's sakes. You are in the perfect place to, to capitalize on on the environment and, and you're, you're the first ones to see deals to have you can have relationships with brokers because you know them to, to give you decent deals so I would be capitalizing on the opportunity that you have to build outside income but 
That said, if there's not enough time or you don't have any extra money to do that or whatever, but, but I will say this as well. Let me say one thing to that. You don't need money to buy multifamily real estate if you're commercial because it's a team sport and you can put a team together. I mean, I bought tens of millions of dollars worth of property in my 20s in Denver, 50-50 with partners. They, uh, they put up the money. I found the deals. We split it. Everybody was happy. So it doesn't take money to buy real estate, but it, right. does, take, it does take competence. It takes confidence. You know, you have to understand the business. But, but I, those are the two things I would do. I would be either trying to buy assets myself to offset in, in the event of a pullback in my commission income, or I would be positioning myself to capitalize on a pullback, i.e. relationships with bank REO departments, under, fully understanding how to do short sales and, and realizing you know, the, the, the nuances of that. There are some nuances. You need somebody to do your negotiations, things of that nature. So I would be doing that or you know, looking for some other source of revenue for a pullback, uh, you know, just, to, just to protect myself. That's all. So, That's so, so, That's and I agree with that. Yeah, okay. I, I agree that you should, tr- you should have the philosophy. And everybody you know, now you know, with goal setting for next year, should try to set goals so that they create horizontal lines of income that help them pay their nut down so that they don't have to rely on commission income. Right. But I also think that they should do a stress test like you do and your investors do for their own personal lives. Oh, agreed. Oh, now I know where you were going. Got it. About 50%. I know that money can be tight around the holidays. That's where I want to give you an easy, affordable way to take all of Rebus University's five-star rated real estate courses, a low monthly subscription. To tie it in with my 12 days of Christmas sale, I'm offering 90% off. 90% off. All it costs you is $127 per month. Take as many courses as you want. As many courses as you want, as many times as you want for as long as you want for only $127 a month. Your rate will never go up and you can cancel at any time. You could cram five courses into one month and just cancel for $127. Enroll today at rebussale.com. That's R-E-B-U-S-S-A-L-E.com or just text sale to 444-999. That's sale to 444-999 before December 24th. I, I yeah. think 50%, like if you're spending, and, and a lot of people are going to be shocked by this, but if you're making 10 grand a month and you're spending it all, right, and, and at the end of the year, you don't have any savings, right, your stress test should be 50%. You need to, you need to figure out how to live on five grand a month. Yeah, or, or, or supplement that income to offset. Or, or have that real month. estate or something that's paying. Yeah, yeah agreed completely. No, no, that's, that's a very good point. So, so let's talk about goals for a minute. You know, I take my students and I do this at my live events too, is, is we go through this goal setting workshop and it's not like anything your listeners have probably heard before. So if you'll humor me, I'll, I'll just share it. It'll only take a few nope, minutes. No, hit it. Yeah. All That's right. All right, all right. Basically, what I recommend you do if you're listening is 
is take an hour when you're uninterrupted and you're in a high energy state. Don't do it right after you eat a meal. Don't do it late at night. Do this high energy state. Right. Critical. So jack up on caffeine. Caffeine right after you <laughs> exercise, whatever it is, you yeah, have a no, lot of energy. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. All right. So you sit down and you write down everything you could ever possibly want in life. Okay. Obviously, the stuff, the cars, the boats, the jet skis, the planes, all the stuff, the helicopters, the snowmobiles, whatever it is. You, then you write down the financial goals. How much cash flow do you want a month for either from your investments or from your business? How much money do you want in the bank? All that stuff, too. Write all that down. And those of you that are analytical, don't analyze it. You can always scratch it out later. Just keep writing, just let it flow out. And imagine that if you write it down, you're going to get it, okay? So take the lid off your brain. Don't be limited. We're only limited by our own brains. So take the lid off of it. Imagine if you write it down, you're going to get it because I will tell you that is not outside the realm of reality, okay? I can tell you, you know, back when I lived in Denver, I always knew I wanted to live on the beach. And for 20 years, I visualized living on the beach and I built this incredible house. I'll tell you about in a minute. But, you know, it, so, and I could never could have imagined what I ended up with, but so don't underestimate your capabilities. Um, so, write it all down and then also include what you want to learn, okay? So, me, I want to learn how to fly a helicopter. I got a lesson recently that I'm going to take up, up on and, and students sent me a lesson. I've got, you know, I want to learn how to play the drums. I got a drum set. I haven't played it yet, but I am going to learn it. So, what do you want to learn? Write that down. Then also write down who you want to help. Okay, this is really important. Uh, me, I bought my parents a house. I bought them cars. I took them on cruises. You know, uh, I have a foundation now. You know, who do you want to help? Because all of this stuff is the fuel, my friends. You need the fuel. So um, the three things are what, what, what do you want? Like the cool shit, right? Mm -hmm. what, what do you want to learn? Right. right? And mm -hmm. who do you want to help? Who do you want to help? Be it family, be it the community, be it whatever it is. So, so, so write everything, everything you want to do, be, or have, you're going to write down. Then once you can't think of another thing, you stop and it's not a goal. It's not real until it's measurable. So I want you to put a time limit on each goal. How many years it's going to take you to achieve it? Just put a, by each one, write a one, a three, a five, a 10, or a 20. And remembering that as human beings, we will overestimate what we can do in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in 10 years. So keep that in mind as you're putting those time limits on your goals. Now, the next thing I want you to do is I want you to take your number one goal, the juiciest goal, the thing, man, if you achieve that, it'd be like, holy cow, this is incredible. And if there's two or three that are equally exciting, just pick one. Don't get hung up on that because it won't matter. Just pick one of your top goals. Put it on another piece of paper. Now I want you to pick three of your top one-year goals. Put those on another piece of paper. So you've got four goals on another piece of paper here. Now, most people stop here. In fact, most people don't even go this far, okay? You know, they do a New Year's resolution that's forgotten after two weeks. Of course. But, so, so you've got four goals on another piece of paper. Now you must write down for each one of those goals a few sentences why it's an absolute must for and you these to achieve. These are your most important goals? These are, well, no, no, one, your, one of your most important goals or your top goal and three one-year goals. Three one-year goals. Yes. Okay, so, so a big goal. Mac Daddy goal, helicopter, whatever. Exactly. Um, and three one-year goals. Correct. Okay. And then you're, that's, you're going to put- easy. So basically you're just, yeah, you're making a top three list. Right. And then, then, then what you're going to do is write a paragraph for each one why it's an absolute must for you to achieve it. So I can show my wife what success looks like. So I can, so I can retire my husband. So, I can take, so we can do whatever we want. 
whenever we want, wherever we want, with whoever we want, whatever it is for you. Write a paragraph. And by the way, don't underestimate the power of words. Use emotionally charged words like amazing and incredible and and hugely successful and words that are going to juice you because words are very powerful. So once you've written a positive, you know, how you're going to feel after you and what you're going to accomplish after you achieve those goals, put some pain in there. Because as human beings, we will do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure. Write down what's going to happen if you don't achieve those goals and make it harsh. So I don't feel like a failure. So I don't okay, feel can I, can like I, can I, we Can we make this realistic for real estate agents for a second? So, yeah. okay. So for a real estate agent, right, setting goals, their big, their big net Mac daddy goal could be like, let's say it's like yours. I have a house on the beach or, you know, sure. like with, you know, okay. So let's say I have a house on the beach. Have I'd a love farm them, on I'd love the beach, whatever. I'd yeah. love them to add to it a paid off house without a mortgage yeah. on the beach. Right. Okay, and so that's their Mac Daddy, and then then they have three one-year goals. So the one-year goal could be an income goal, net income of X, right, three hundred grand. Right? Could be could be how many houses they sold that year. Could be could be uh, could be a car. Could be a you know could be a car for their spouse. If it's a car, I think it needs to be a paid-off car. Agreed. Agreed completely. I don't want them just incurring Agreed. Debt. Cash purchase. Agreed completely. Okay. Yeah. So, you got some clarity on the so goals. You got, yeah. Like the number of houses, the, the total commission, that's all one, right? You don't want them breaking that up into you know three different pieces of paper. So, the car is one. Income is one. I end the number of houses. That's on the same piece of paper. And then on the third piece of paper, it might be take mom to Hawaii, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Those are awesome goals. So, you know, do something for a child, you know, whatever it is. So, so you've got your okay, four so now goals. We're writing, yeah, now we're writing these pains. How no, 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 not just pain. No, positive first. How are you going to feel when you achieve the goal? Why, Mom's why gonna it's love a must. Me. It's going to be awesome to drive and not have a payment. I'm going to be agent of the month and I'm going to get an award, agent of the year, and I'm going to get an award. That's the pleasure. The pain is I'm going to If you don't Mom, achieve it. Yeah. yeah. So what would the pain be for those three? Pain, pain, so I don't feel like a failure. So I don't feel like I failed my family. So I don't live a life of regret. So, you know, I mean, make it painful. Guys, those of you listening, this is the fuel, okay? This is the fuel to, to cause you to make those five more outbound calls to get deals. This is the fuel to, you know, to push you to, t- to continue to take action, to keep those leads coming in the top of your funnel. You need the fuel. This is the fuel to cause you to get uncomfortable and or push through fear to actually go buy your own multifamily property or your own real estate asset that's going to cash flow to get you off square one because I'm going to here to tell you that that magnificent life of your dreams is on the other side of that comfort. It's on the other side of that fear. You got to push through it. This is the fuel to cause you to do that. Now, I got one more piece that's really important, okay? Um, Let me Before you do that, okay. can one of those three goals be own my first rental property or own- Of course. Heck yes. That's a great one-year goal. Absolutely. It should be. In fact, in this market, it absolutely should be. Now, again, prudently, prudently, make sure you stress test it and on and on and on. Don't just go buy a property. Yeah, just don't go buy anything. Right. Make sure it's going to cash flow. Make sure it's going to weather any storm that's coming because there's a storm coming. Um, you know, so, so be prudent about it, but, but absolutely that should be a goal and, and nobody is better positioned than you guys to find those deals. So, you know, you're in the catbird seat for that. All right. So 
Then the last piece, and this is really important, is you must get pictures of your goals, okay? I, I, I'm going to give you some examples. When I was 18, you know, and I got my real estate broker's license, I got a four-door Granada because I figured you had to have a four-door car to show houses, right? We, you know, we didn't have the internet back then. Couldn't even spell internet back then. But uh, it was the ugliest thing you've ever seen. So I had a broker that I worked with that had a Corvette. He let me drive it. And that's a key piece. That's experiential. If there's something like that you want, try to experience it. A car, go drive it. A house, go, go visit it. Whatever it is. With, you know, so I got a picture out of a magazine of a Corvette. I put it on the visor of that Granada. And within a year, I had that Corvette. I want to give you a couple more examples. Now, but let me preface, that, preface this by saying these things don't interest me anymore. And it's not me bragging. Okay. This is just as an example. So, at that time, this was the time the TV show Magnum P.I. was playing, and it was, uh, actor's name was Tom Selleck, and he drove this Ferrari 308, and I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. So I got a picture of that actual car out of a magazine, again, <laughs> all before the internet, and I put that on the visor of my Corvette. And you grew a mustache. And, yeah, and I, and I had a mustache. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> and, so, and so within a year or two, I had a Maserati look just like that Ferrari. Now, the last example... And again, this stuff doesn't interest me anymore. Please know this. Last it was the Lamborghini. I always knew I wanted one. I had the posters on my wall with the bikinis and the girls and the mm -hmm. Lamborghinis. That and comes with the Lamborghini, huh? It does. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. and so and so. And what's interesting is my son actually collected exotic cars, and I made the mistake of telling him when he was nine I was thinking about getting one. So he told me he'd lay in bed and visualize me bringing him to school in it. But the point is. He actually had a model of the exact same color and style Lamborghini that I ended up getting, which I told you I wrecked. But the point is, pictures work, guys. If you look around my office here, there are pictures of the things that are important to me now. The holiday season is all about giving. This Christmas, I'm giving back to you, Rockstar Nation, with my 12 days of Christmas sale. Until December 24th at midnight, you can get every single Rebus University course at a lifetime discount of 90% off. That's over 10 grand you'll save on the best online training this industry has to offer. Training that's backed by my 30-day money-back guarantee. What do you got to lose? Enroll today for 90% off at rebussale.com. So it's rebus, R-E-B-U-S, and then sale, S-A-L-E, two S's. That's rebus, R-E-B-U-S-S-A-L-E.com. Or just text sale to 444-999 before midnight, December 24th, and get all 18 courses at a $10,000 discount. Happy holidays from me and the Rebus University team. I've got vision boards right here when I do my morning my morning stuff. I've got a travel vision board. I've got a I've got a vision board for some of these things that I want now. I want to build schools in Latin America, but I also have a gratitude board. Okay, you know that this is my gratitude, the things I'm grateful for. You got you got a vision board, right? Where you want, which is I, I love that. I know you talked to uh, David Osborne yesterday, and his 
vision board that I, that I remember from 20 years ago had a plane on it. Now, right. you know, now he's got a jet. Um, right. And right. Everything on there is comes he's got, from, let, me show you something, let me show you something here, Pat. I've got, I use a paper planner. In the back of this planner, now you guys the, the, on iTunes can't see this, but if you watch his video, you see it. In the back, I've got pictures that have been in here 20 years. Okay, mm. first pictures are my gratitude pictures, my pictures of my kids when they were young. Then I've got the, the houses that I've wanted that I've gotten. What's crazy is the houses I've gotten look just like these pictures. I've got, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of watches. The, the Lamborghini, before I ever got it. There's pictures of the Lamborghini before I ever, you can't see them there before. Yeah, I, no, I can I can see the watches. Yeah, yeah so yeah, so and, that's and, cool. So you put the pictures up. So you got that. You got the gratitude. You got the vision, and then you've got everything starts the, from a place of gratitude, the guys. Giving, yeah, and the giving, yeah, and the giving, and and so get the pictures. Now I do want to share one last piece on goal setting, which is really important, and that is. You know, I told you about the house I built on the beach. So I built this incredible, you know, that I'd visualized for 20 years. And I built this 10,000 square foot mansion, you know, beach on one side. It was a Gulf to Bay. I had my boat houses on the backside. And there's the reason, thing I want to share with you here is about two months after I built it, I mean, this thing had driven me for 20 years. About two months after I built it, it's nighttime. I'm floating in the pool. And the pool's changing colors. It's got fiber optic lighting. There's a big waterfall from the second floor into the pool and on and on. Just incredible pool. I'm looking up at this testament to my ego that I built. I built this place to show the world I was good enough. You know, I, yeah. I'm looking up at this thing and I got really depressed. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? I've, I've achieved an incredible level of success. I had the, you know, the cars, the boats, the jet skis, the house, and I was depressed. The, the, the moral of the story here is when I look back on it, there were two things going on. I, I realized later. One was you should never achieve a big goal without having other goals lined up. So make sure you're doing your goals regularly because yeah. like, the, like the good book says, without a vision, the people perish. You've got to have a vision for the future. So that's sure. number one thing that was going on. But the second thing, and I want everybody listening to, to really hear me now. The second thing was there's a big difference between success and fulfillment. Tony Robbins calls it the science of achievement versus versus the art of fulfillment. You know, I, I was so focused on Rod. It was Rod, 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 uh, you know, prove the world I'm good enough, you know, that, that I, I wasn't giving of myself at all. So that year is when I met Tony, actually, and I found out that he feeds families for the holidays. And I decided I'm going to feed five families for Thanksgiving that year. And so my brother and I went and bought food and turkeys and everything else. And the third family changed my life. I, come, I go up to this door, and those of you in real estate, if you've ever seen one of these kind of houses, like a shotgun house, you, you walk into the living room, you walk through the bedroom to get to the kitchen that has the bathroom off of it. So in this shack were, uh, was a lady with five kids. So she, they, the lady comes out, she sees the food, she starts crying. Her, her kids come out, most of them start crying. I start crying, and I'm hooked. And I'm blessed to say that since then, the last 18 years, I've fed 60,000 children for the holidays here in Sarasota and Bradenton. I've Jeez. also done, done thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies to local children. I've done thousands of teddy bears uh, to the police departments locally here to officers to give to a child when they're in, you know, a child that's in some trauma. And, and that's been my greatest gift. So my invitation to you, those of you listening, is I know you want success, whatever that is. I, I know you're in the sales business and you are success driven. I'm here to tell you. That that success without fulfillment, without giving back in some way, is empty. 
I've interviewed billionaires on my show, mega millionaires, and I've seen these guys and I can tell they're not happy because they're totally focused on themselves. So I, you don't have to do anything as grandiose as I just described. You can just, you know, help a family or help an elderly person or buy the person behind you in Starbucks a cup of coffee or pay somebody's toll. Whatever it is, give back in some fashion because mm. that gives your life richness and Every meaning. day. Every I day. I have a goal that uh, and I need to add this back in. Every day I give a gift. Right? Yeah, like, love it. Like even if said, it's like just a smile, even if it's just a smile, just just decide to add value in some way, because that's that's what that's what gives you happiness. That and and I want to say one other thing too, and that is as it relates to goals. You saw how unhappy I was when I achieved two months after I achieved this mega goal. I was unhappy. Goals will drive you and they will push you, but they do not equate to happiness. The happiness is short-lived. Mm. Happiness comes from progress. You have to be continually taking it to another level. You have to be growing and progressing. Progress equals happiness. Very, very important to remember that. So don't, you know, this is why, you know, people, they work, they, they achieve, achieve, achieve to be happy. And that's the wrong way to do it. You have to happily achieve. Okay, you're going to get further faster if you realize that success doesn't equal happiness. Happiness equals success. Very important. It's a big distinction. I so, love this. Yeah, I keep- love this. This is this is good shit. Let me round this up with a couple of things here. So, I love your ideas of the you know the big goal and then the yearly goal. I want to just add that you should have a daily goal that is a action oriented goal that is going to help you get to that yearly goal, i.e. if your goal is to make 300 grand in gross commissions, you need to have a goal of calling 20 people a day or handing out 10 business cards a day or, or you know, visiting five clients a day unexpectedly or knocking on, uh, you know, 100 doors a week. Whatever it is, you need to have a daily goal that's going to bring I'm you. Gonna, I'm going to suggest they, they plan weekly as well, Pat. Yeah, I take, my, yeah, I take my students through a, a weekly planning process that, you know, that, that's critical as well. I, if you, I'm happy to share it if we still have time, but it, it's, it'll take a couple minutes. But Go ahead. After, yeah, well, so, so here's what I suggest. I mean, if this will help people oh, there's no question this will help. goals in 2019. I no help. question. In fact, I think it's critical towards that, towards that gain. So what you do is once a week, you pick the, ideally the same day, same time, and you, just, you plan your week. But you do it a little differently. It's five steps the first time, and then it's four after that. The first time, but the first thing you do is, like I told you, progress equals happiness. You look back at the previous week, what'd you get done? Even if it was just a little bit and you just acknowledge yourself. And I know that sounds foo-foo, but, but, but it's important to acknowledge your progress so that you're happy. And that's what's going to push you through when you hit the inevitable setbacks. You get your nose bloodied. It's remembering that you're progressing. So that's number one, acknowledge that you're progressing. Second thing I highly recommend you do, and I know you know, uh, David Osborne, your cohort in your mastermind, just uh, rewrote a book with Hal Elrod, The Miracle Morning, and Hal talks about journaling. I'm going to highly recommend for five minutes, you just journal any magic moments that happened that week. Anything amazing with your spouse, with your kids, take a second and write it down because otherwise you're going to forget it. And life is made up of magic moments. It's a gift to your children. It's a gift, it's a gift to yourself 10 years from now when, you see, when you've forgotten all these things. So journal for five minutes. So that's the second thing. Now, the third thing you're only going to do one time. 
And that is you need to create an impact list, a thinking list, a list of everything that's important in your life. First, you list all the people that are important, your spouse, your kids, your friends, list everybody that's important. Then you list every important high-level piece of your real estate sales business, you know, marketing, your outbound calls, your, you know, all the things that you're doing, your farming, whatever you're doing to generate business, you list these high-level things. Then you list, you know, bringing your closings to fruition, financing, all these high-level things that you have to focus on. And then if you're thinking about, you know, maybe investing in real estate for yourself, if you list some high-level things there, you're thinking about creating some other source of income, you list that. So, and then maybe include some declarations. Like on mine, I've got, how can I rock Tiffy's world this week? My wife's name's Tiffany. She's an angel. So, I, you know, I work, you know, I, I'm going to lift one body part a week. I'm going to read a good book for 30 minutes every day. You know, whatever it is, make some declarations. And then on one sheet of paper, you have your whole life. So once a week, you look at that sheet of paper or I do it on a Word document. I just change the dates every week called my weekly must list. You look at that list and you create your task list for the week. Not for the, not, these aren't goals. This isn't the month. This isn't the year. This is just for that week, what you're committing to doing. Okay, you create that list. And then the last step, really important is you look at that list and there's, there's something called the Pareto Principle. In fact, David Osborne talks about it in his book, I just realized. So, so it's, it's that principle where there's always 20% of items on your list to do that will get you 80% of the traction. You mm -hmm. identify those. And the one thing, it's all the same thing. Right? One thing, same thing. You identify those items and you block time for those. I mean, mm. from 6 to 8 p.m., you're doing that thing. That's I'm that daily goal that we're talking about. That's if you right. Don't do that, if you don't do it with a Pareto principle, you know, figure out what it is. We you're like doing busy work. Productive, then, then you will not achieve that yearly goal. Right. And then you want to achieve that Mac Daddy goal of the, the beach house. You got to do the stuff you don't want to do, which is usually that 20%. Otherwise, you get caught up in the busy work. I'm going to clean my desk off and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. So, so that planning session really helps. And, you know, for your listeners, if, 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 if you guys have any interest in investing in multifamily, I'm going to give your listeners my free book. Uh, they can just text my name. Yeah, Rod. thank you. Jump right to that to them. Yeah. So his uh, a free gift yeah, it's it's bringing today. And what I'm going to do, guys, is I'm going to put this. Rod was on the show once, uh, probably two years ago. Right. But it's going to be hybendigital.com backslash Rod Cleef. And it's K-H. L-E-I-F. L-E-I-F. -E and the number two. Rod Cleef, the number two. All his show notes, all his contact information, everything will be on there. Um, and I'm also going to take yeah, this free it, gift and put it in the toolbox. But first of all, tell me what this free gift is. Well, it's a 200-page book about multifamily real estate investing. And, and you know, if, if you guys have any interest in that business at all, come listen to my podcast, Lifetime Cashflow. I mean, it's uh, very well received. And I also do a piece every week about, I interview an expert in the business, but I also do a piece about mindset. Because like I said, 80 to 90% of your success in anything is mindset. So every week I do a five to eight minute clip about success. But the book is awesome. It's like a textbook. There's no fluff in it at all. It's, it's how to do the multifamily real estate business. And if you're interested in the multifamily space at all, I've got a Facebook group. It's got 21,000 people in it. It's sweet. Yeah, just go to multifamilycommunity.com. It's a direct link to that group. You know, you are the five people you hang around with. You know this. You are, mm -hmm. you know, in every, in every aspect of your life, your health, your happiness, your wealth. So surround yourself with people that want more. And that group's a great place to find some of those people if, if you're interested in that business at all. But uh, anyway, I, 
Uh, and, and my website has a ton of great stuff on it too. If, again, if you're interested in motivation. Yeah, I'll put, I'm going to yeah. put all this on your show notes. I, okay, I want to add a piece too to this goal setting because I love this stuff too. But, but there's a really cool new app, guys, that's free that uh, I think that if you have any sort of goal for next year, I think uh, my encouragement is everybody in the Rockstar Nation will download this app. It's called SPAR. S-P-A-R. And um, I actually have two spars going on right now. I have one with my buddy Fish, who I've known since college. And Fish is trying to do yoga every day. So I'm sparring him, whereas he, he has to check in doing yoga and I have to check in working out, which is not a problem for me, you know, in some capacity. I, I do yoga, but I don't want to do it every day. So anyways, we have that spar going on. If Fish doesn't check in doing it, he, it automatically debits his credit card 10 bucks. Automatically. Oh, love it. And it love puts it. it in an account. And then at the end of the spar session, which is for me and him, it's January 1st, whoever has the, the balance, right, who's checked in the most gets that money. I also have another one with a high level GoBundance members, and we all have different goals, right? My goal is more of a personal one. Jim Shellis, who runs family board meeting and also has a website called 18 Summers, his goal is he wants to blog three times a week. So if he doesn't blog and check in with his blog, then he gets charged 500 bucks. So we got a guy in SPAR. There's four people in that SPAR and that pot is up to 1500 bucks. So what will happen is at the end of 30 days on that SPAR, uh, somebody in our four person group is going to get that 1500 bucks plus plus more if they check in more than everybody else. So anyways, you can set these goals. You can be affirmative. You can set daily goals. But the one missing piece that I think we haven't talked about is accountability. Most people are not as self-disciplined as they need to be, right, to get past these goals beyond January 1st. And so this app and, and surrounding yourself with, with five people that will keep you accountable, like Rod said, that will keep you accountable and do a spar with you and put money where their mouth is, you can't go wrong. I think you'll achieve your goal if you just keep it up. Achieve all your goals if you just keep it up through the year. So, so anyways, I'm going to put all Rod's information on highbendigital.com backslash Rod Khalif 2. And I'm also going to put it in the agent success toolbox, which is at highbendigital.com backslash toolbox, or just text the word toolbox to 444-999. Listen, Rod, if I'm ever in Sarasota, Florida. I know my um, my uh, grandparents were in Bradenton, so I've been to Bradenton plenty. Been to Sarasota once or twice too. I will definitely look you up, and uh, we can break some bread. It sounds good. Sounds good. You know, it's it's kind of funny. I I I, I live in a compound now. You know, I lost that house on the beach, but I live in a compound now, which is, is spectacular. And because God's got a sense of humor, I can see that old house across the bay. <laughs> but you can come stay in the guest no house. Kidding. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. And, and that's, you know, I think that that's important too. And it ties together with what you and I were talking about earlier. You know, the, the, you know this, this boom we're in is not going to last forever. It's important that when people do set these goals, especially if they're setting house goals and stuff, you know, set it a goal to pay off your primary residence. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I do, I do think that there's a, a problem now and that a, a lot of these guys like Grant Cardone and, and, and some of these people that are killing it in the podcasting and the, the digital world, social media world, frown on saving 
And I think that needs to be a part of this whole plan. I think you would agree to that too, being in the situation you are, you, you know, part of your goals should be one of your goals should maybe have X amount of money in cash in the bank or, or X amount of equity paid off on your house. Yeah, no question. No question. Yeah. Beautiful, buddy. All right, boss. Well, we can talk all damn day. So I have a lot of fun when you come on. So thanks, buddy. Likewise. It was great. It was great to see you, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.